Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome in. It's the Don and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Donna Valentine is on day two of her uh, vacation, staycation kind of thing. She's got friends and family in town. However, I know for a fact that she has already, and this is true, she has already put in a story for next Monday's okay. <laughs> broadcast. That's true because I went and was looking at our, our prep materials and I was like, oh, who cleared out Monday? Oh, Donna did. Oh, Donna went there. Oh my gosh, Donna's already writing notes for next week. So maybe that helps her. Yesterday oh we gosh. talked about avoiding the Sunday scaries. Just have some finished tasks that are ahead of you. It makes you feel a little bit better. So anyway, do Donna. Do a- I will actually. Uh, Brittany is back on the show, which is so lovely to have her back. Here's the deep tease, Brittany. Donna went to Bayfield, Madeline Island. She also got the cabin cleaned up. And the state fair is this week. That is what Donna has already written in our grid for next Monday. She's a professional. Um, we should go to that location and then ruin that story for her. <laughs> Just ruin her vacation. <laughs> Let's go there. Let, if we could find her list, she put together a list of places that she wants to go yeah. and stay Kate with her family and friends. We could show up at all those places. And just, oh, hey. Oh, my gosh, you're here? And then talk about it on air so she has nothing to talk about that week. Ill-prepared. Donna, we already covered that, actually. Is there something else you want to bring to the (laughs) table? That is the worst thing. When you've been off, when you've taken vacation, and when you've done what Donna isn't necessarily doing, which is just fully unplugged. Like, I don't, I'll I'll not check Twitter on vacations and just do that. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, did you hear Will Smith slap Chris Rock. And then the worst thing that you hear on air is the, yeah, we talked about that last week, like oh. last Wednesday. Try being a fill-in and then LoJ. I mean, it's a, it's a showstopper. If I go, yeah. hey, did you guys hear? Yeah, we talked about it last week. That's why, with all due respect, it's much better to fill in on this show because <gasps> we are much less red. Okay? We are oh, not as true. well read. They read every, every they read everything. Every, Lori reads everything. Everything. She should be studied. Including books. She reads books yeah. very fast. It's not like she's only reading The Hollywood Reporter and Page Six and all that. She also reads novels. And she watches everything. Watches everything. I don't everything. know how she does it. And she goes out. Hard. And she, she has a lot of out. sex. And va- yes. Rocco. Well, yes. she tells us about it. This is nothing. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> you could add up all of our times together. That's yes. a Lori. That's In a, a Monday Lori. Um, <laughs> Also, yeah, no, she reads the words that are all put together in books. It's crazy. I it's mean, wild. she reads it all. It's very impressive. Um, Julia's lucky. <laughs> yeah, she can just sort of react, you know, let, and that's what you need to do. Find out who's going to be the hard charging planner on the show. That's your... And then you bring life to their stories. Is that how you're rolling with Donna? I don't have to say that. <laughs> Brittany is here. She was away for a little while. Because she birthed the baby. It did sound like you're setting me up to say I was in rehab, but that was no, that was <laughs> no, no, no. 12 years ago. No, no. But yeah, you're out of rehab. Great. Yes, thank you. And now you're out of uh, delivering a baby and you have a baby in your home. How old is your baby? Two and a half months. Two and a half months. So, for instance, last night, 
How night. was last night? How is the baby sleeping? I want some of these these questions. You want that, the deets? You want the yeah. the sick deets. sleeping through the night yet? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> so just, just add. I feel like it's so funny how quickly parents forget. No, of course right, not. not. Okay, I didn't know. Maybe you she's were overachieving. No, no. Um, she um. <laughs> She doesn't sleep through the night. She does. She's got her good. Like I always call it the three a.m. wake up, but it could be two, could yeah. be four. Yep. And I always have to clarify because now my husband is officially on paternity leave. Okay, great. He gets three months. He gets three months. He gets three months. Blessed be. That's fantastic. Can it's, we say who his employer is, or we don't oh, feel like doing General that? General Mills. What up, GM? Shout out Golden Valley. Cereal. Cereal. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's um, incredible. Yeah, no. That's awesome. So now we're officially on dual, like, we're taking on her together. Wow. Game changer. That's something. I don't know how people do it alone. Okay, so like, for instance, he's on paternity right now. Yeah. You had to come in and work with us this morning. Did so, he handle a middle of the night feeding? Or? He did. He took on the middle of the night feeding. Great. And then at 6 a.m., I like slithered out of bed because she's right next to me. Yeah, right. Army crawled into my closet, shut the door <laughs> with my flat. Like, cause I was like, I'm not waking her up. I'm yeah. not. And that's the biggest gift I can give to him right now yes. is just not waking her up. So there's usually now one wake up. Otherwise I, I have to say, so she got her shots, um, a couple weeks ago and she was reacting like crying all the time. Yeah. And yeah. that was the first time I experienced that. So I have to say, like, I think she's a good baby because I hear that people have to deal with the crying all the time. Like she, when she yeah. cries, she wants something. She, yes. And it's easily resolvable. Yeah. Parents who have dealt with uh, babies who have colic. Oh, I just, I, 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 I that, that's a difficult, that's a difficult journey. Yeah. I just can't even imagine. So that's one nice thing is like, there's always something to calm her with, but I don't know. She's, like, I, I look at, like, she was sleeping on me last night as we were watching Anarchists. And that's another nice thing is she's so young that we can still watch, listen to all of our terrible music yes. and watch all of our terrible music. And you shows. actually have a few years of that. That's what I'm Because, hoping. like, until they're, like, three, they don't, they, they're not even mimicking yeah. things. Oh, you know, yeah. this is great. You'll be, you'll, I, I think you're in the clear. And, and then it all stops. And, and I feel like somebody needs to give me a heads up when that happens because we're not going to transition super well. <laughs> that's um, right. But yeah, she was just sleeping with her mouth open on me, mm. and I just kept looking at her, being like, mm. "Is it? Is she real? Are you? Is somebody gonna say, hey, your weekend auntie is? You know, it's over. We're gonna take her.' I just we keep waiting for like that to happen, and she's just little, yeah, little baby go go. I think uh, no, I think that you're in the clear here. I, I think, think she's I think, ours. I think she's yours. <laughs> Statute of limitations. I don't know how it works. Her eyebrows are coming in, and that's how I know she's probably mine. Uh, like she's <laughs> you're seeing it in her brows, her dark brows. She's always doing this like like stare that like like we owe her money in some weird way, <laughs> and I just yeah I I want to bite her like I yeah you that's tough to resist the urge of like that oh you look at how cute you are <laughs> yeah so. they're just they're they're so fantastic and then sometimes the babies you mentioned the eyebrows sometimes they'll have like face fur they'll have oh, yeah. back fur they got She's, all this different little baby fur it's little like triangles on her ears she has it looks like Wolverine oh. like a baby Wolverine. <laughs> And I hope that stays. Also, I hope it goes for her, you know, benefit long term. But we're going to listen to a song at some point. I don't have it ready right now. But Rocco, you know, I'm a sucker for like a butterfly kisses. The butterfly kisses was the song by Bob Carlyle came out in the 90s that my parents were like, oh, this is a really emotional song. And I was like, whatever. And they were like, wait until you're older. And then it was probably four years ago that I thought I've got at that time three kids. Let's test this out. And I pressed play and pulled it up intentionally on the way into work one day. 
First verse, I was fine. It was kind of cute. Second verse, I was like, this is nice. Third verse, there's a bit of a plot twist, and this is no lie. I was like weeping, like multiple, like tears are coming down my face and mass in route to work. And I thought, oh my goodness gracious, that is a very emotional song. And then I stumbled on a song last night that first word I thought was a parody. The first line I thought, oh, they're doing like a parody song. This is going to be a joke. And then it got super real, super quick. So we're going to listen to that together and cry uh, at some point. I'll figure out when we do that. Maybe we'll do it right after the break. We'll do it right after the break. I don't know if I can handle being in a room with you crying. I'm not going to cry. No, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to hold it all together. I'm not going to cry. Very brave of you. And uh, But yeah, yet another day of me being vulnerable in the air. I guess I'm a gift to the airwaves. We'll get into that. Brittany is here in for Donna. Things that make you go, huh? Coming up next on my talk. Welcome back. It's Don and Steve, the experience on my talk 1071. Where talk is fun. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Happy Tuesday to all of you. We are, uh, well, let me get this right. Eight days, nine days away from the Minnesota State Fair. (gasps) The old Minnesota get together, eh? Wow. That's really something. And the weather has shifted accordingly. I feel like the past few years, when I first started working at Twin Cities, I used to be a and I cannot stress this enough. Major local television star. Oh, I forgot. And then most people have. And then uh, when I first went to the fair, they were like, it can be so hot there. And it's just the sweat together and all yeah. that. I feel like the last few years at the State Fair have had so many nice, almost cool days. Certainly cool mornings when we're on the air out there. So when you're on the air, you obviously can't wear like a tank and shorts. So well, you had not, to like wear like a full button up. Yeah, there was a time too where there was 90. a brief time we were able to do shorts and then they outlawed shorts <laughs> and they said, we need you to do pants. I think they remember, saw my legs. Remember the years of the shorts? Oh, there was. Oh, glorious. There was one, I think it was one year where they were like, shorts are good. And then the next year it was jeans and I just kept thinking about the heat. But my favorite is walking up to the MyTalk booth in the morning. Oh, yeah. And if it's crisp out and it feels like a September fall morning, Stop and get some tater top poutine. Okay, no. And then I head to the broadcast booth, and it's just wonderful. There's a breeze. You're maybe wearing a sweatshirt or you a jacket. Told, you told me this elaborate story this morning. I won't go into detail because um, I Thank like you. our listeners um, about stomach issues you had. Yeah. And then you said that you had tater top poutine at 8 a.m.? Yeah. Okay. Just Every day at the fair one year. And it was, I, I like oh, look forward I can't to it every day. You. you want to know what angers me so much? You remind me of my husband so much when he'll say things. Last year, your big thing was, did you know that coffee creamer has calories? And the fact that you could eat tater top poutine every day of the fair is just infuriating. But at that time, Hmm. to be fair, I was in my I think if you really critically look back at photographs from that time, there was evidence that my lifestyle was different because I get face fat quick. Yeah, I know. I feel I, that. That's where I put oh, my I first five pounds are all like I from my that. cheekbones yeah. down. Oh, yeah. I feel that. Really anyway, glad we had this time. Before we get into uh, things that make you go, huh? I found I found this song last night on TikTok. I go on TikTok and, you know, TikTok will give you like the for your page, the FYP yeah, stuff. Your of algorithm. Like, hey, I think you might like this. I think you might like this. So they pull up this guy. His name is uh, Corey Asbury. And I actually know him because he's a churchy guy. And so I know some of his songs and I like like some of his songs. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like this guy. And so I watched a video where people were like, 
dude, why do you always paint your fingernails? And he was like, this is such a dumb question to be getting. Like, this is such a cultural, uh, you know, construct. And why do you, why do you care so much? And, you know, because it looks uh, good. That's why you paint. Because it's cool. And he was like, and I got daughters who love to paint my nails. And what does it matter if my nails are painted? If I have daughters or not, whatever. It looks amazing. Especially if you talk with your hands. Yes. Yeah. So he was talking about that. And then like, so I clicked on his page and then I saw one of the pinned videos that he had and it said, these are the days. Now, I listened to the very first line, and I thought, is this a, this is a parody? Is he, like, joking around, like, pickup line, I'm waiting, and somebody bring me, uh, whatever. And then I listened. I hope that you can understand the lyrics, because they they're captioned out on the page. But I'm not going to cry. Yeah. But you're a new mother. Yeah, and hormonal, and left my baby this morning, and we're okay. going to play an emotional song. That's fun. And this is about the passage of time, and I'll tell you the line that really cracks my heart let's play it Rocco these are the days that we'll want back I I mean I think that that song is really beautiful and it talks of the passage of time and specifically when he says the line for me is when he says that someday this house will be quiet and I had a friend who if you ever get irritated with messes like I looked around and various times it looked like some low-level bomb had gone off and then I would tidy up and then boom things were destroyed and the two-year-old pulls cushions off of the couch every toy is everywhere at one point and he said, when the mess leaves, the magic leaves with it. Aww. And I was like, shoot, dog. I get a little nervous sometimes when I think forward Don't. to always- what life would be like without the kids. And you understand why some couples um, have to go through a transition in their relationship when the children leave because so much of life can so easily orient around them and their schedules and their desires and helping to build them up and all of that, where then they leave and it's the two of you at a table for the rest of your life. And you're like, okay, we got to sort of pick up where we left off 25 or 30 years ago. I have the saying, and it's time cannot be slow. Son of a gun. Only savor. Brittany, that is copyright infringement. Rocco, isolate the audio. I'm going to need it in court. Okay. That is a Stevie boy saying, and I told her that right before the show, and she said, I don't think you made that up. I think you heard something like it and like is changed that what, a is that word. How I sound? I forgot. In um, my head. No, I I actually, I'm avoiding really going down that deep thought of it because, mm-hmm. first off, she's only two and a half months, so how dare you act yeah, like, sorry. like times whatever, but. I even some the other day I was again hormonal. I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, I was going through her organizing her clothes and I looked at a one-year outfit and the idea that she would get that big, I just started bawling in her room. Yeah. Like, I, I can't, so... Let's just, it's just not. Rocco, Bruno's getting older. You ever think about that? I mean, I've always just said live, laugh, love. <laughs> he always says that. I know. That's, that's one of his sayings. Yeah. That's one of the phrases he, that he coined. And no regrets. That's my other one. No, oh. no regrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Clomp, clomp. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's do some things that make you go. Oh, I'm okay, sick of this. Okay, here we go. We don't even have time. I know. Things that make you go. There you go. The second verse of the Macarena is about a woman who cheats on her boyfriend with her boyfriend's friends while he's out of town. So next time you're at a wedding. Very relatable. And and you're doing all that stuff. Just realize what you're dancing to. This is none of us know what we're talking about or what we're singing along to until you have kids in the car who can hear it. And then you realize every song is about sex. Every song is about sex. Yeah, there is the English version that she explicitly says, they all want me, can't have me. So I have to take them home with me. Oh, I guess I just never see. Isn't it amazing what you can hear? Yeah. And not. Oh, for sure. Here, you know what I mean? Commercials too. Like I'll have my nephews over for the weekend and I'll not think anything of it. And all of a sudden they'll be like, you'll eat some pleasure commercial thing of like how to enhance pleasure. And you're like, whoa, whoa. And how blissfully you can live your life until a kid is sitting next to you or worse. Like. You watch a movie that you thought was safe with like your stepdad, and oh lord, I can't forgetting with that. Sarah Marshall. You forget there's an elaborate scene. Oh my god! You go okay. Well, I'm gonna go. I'll see your forgetting Sarah Marshall and raise you a cold mountain with Jude Law, which <gasps> is not just like a yeah. wintertime western. <laughs> sure there enough. are various scenes in there that are truly scarring to watch with both your mother and father beside you in a dark theater. When we come back. Uh, we have got some more entertainment news. It's Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, it's Don and Steve, my talk one hundred seven one, where talk is fun. We have uh, Brittany filling in for a vacationing Donna Valentine. This is Brittany's first time on the Don and Steve experience in I don't know, long time, a decade. It's been. I bet you it's been. Yesterday, Elizabeth Reese was in, and she said it was her first time. In the studio. Oh, yeah, I get in that. In two and a half years. And I said, that can't be true. And then we backtracked it, and it was like, that's absolutely true. You've probably not been on the Don and Steve show in, because you were doing school. Yeah. And so your school calendar was not lining up with us. Correct. Um, and then, of course, you had a baby. And then you and I had that big fight. We had the falling out. The falling out. But now that we're formally through company-mandated mediation... Yeah. I feel neutral with you in this room. I love a good neutral hang. <sighs> Have you met Rocco? Um, obsessed. Wonderful. Did you know that Rocco sent me um, a present when my baby was born? And it was a nose flute. And it was the only nose flute I got. I didn't register for one. So I'm glad oh, he went good. off the registry. <laughs> and so now I've been working on my off time on this nose flute. You know, when there's someone as weird as you, Brittany, who comes in <laughs> and then you lob out a maybe storyline like that about someone as weird as Rocco. Yeah. I have to sit here and think, is there any truth to this? There could be truth to this. It's a thousand percent true. Now, Brittany and I, yeah, we've kind of found each other. Yeah. Um, Rocco, let me ask a question here. Yes. (laughs) Um, Where did you get the nose flute again? Uh, um, She has a, Brittany loves Jeffrey Bezos. I got it on Amazon.com. Love him. Um, what happened was, one time it was me, Brittany, and Julia on the uh, Lori and Julia show. We were doing trivia, and I was hoping uh, the uh, that they would get the answer, uh, Hawaiian music legend Don Ho. Yes. But instead, Julia threw out the name of a man who used to play at the restaurant she was a like bar back at, uh, named Capomo Beamer, mm-hmm. who would play the flute with his nose. Famously. 
And I said, Julia, no, that wasn't the answer I was looking for. <laughs> Copomo Beamer, the nose flautist <laughs> at the restaurant that you were a busboy at. Um, and so it's sort of just been a private joke between me and Brittany about nose flouting. Did you really purchase a nose flute? Oh, and it's wooden. Yeah, like- I had a choice between a plastic one or like a carved wood one. Oh, I, I chose word. the wood one. And so when I looked for tutorials on nose flute, I couldn't even take anybody serious <laughs> because they all were using plastic ones. And so I'm still looking for the nose flautist that speaks to me with a wooden nose flute. You can get a triple bang of nose flutes, $6.95 on Amazon. Plastic. plastic. Purple, See? yellow, and red, though, yeah. and that's nice colors. Plastic. I mean, wooden. you're such a noob. I mean, how embarrassing. So would you, you get bring, it on Etsy or something? <laughs> you bring that? You're bringing plastic to the game? I'm just saying, the, the wood one looks like it could hurt you. It looks like it's a little too rough to be ramming your schnoz into. With peace and love, that's a terrible idea. With peace and love. This is extremely weird, guys. Now I'm looking at all sorts of different nose flutes. There is a nose flute shop on Etsy. Yeah. Which has five full stars 756 reviews for $12, you get two wooden nose flutes, two different sizes. Yeah. I could see that being helpful. Like for little Margot, I'm definitely going to have to, you know, use something to transition my, the nose flute I'm using for hers. Is this this? Is this, this your is, daughter? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go for it, girl. Is this how she. <laughs> Wakes you up in the middle of the night like it's milk time. Just says, oh, wouldn't that be lovely? Little go-go. I'll tell you what. Now, I do love the sound of that instrument. Is there another instrument that makes a very similar sound to that? Because that is spa music. That's like Himalayan chill-out vibes. And I love that anytime I hear it. It's, it is complicated, though, in a time of COVID to play your nose flute aggressively in public. <laughs> sure. Some say it was before COVID. Some say. Not Julia. No, evidently not. <laughs> Mamma mia. Yeah, I mean, anyway. I think, you know, the Japanese bamboo flutes, you know, maybe the pan flute that Zem fears. The pan flute is what I'm yeah. thinking of. What'd you say? The Japanese what? You know, like a uh, bamboo flute. Yes. Mm-hmm. King. Yes. Yeah. Or just a flute. Just a flute. Lizzo's into it. Yeah, but the flute, the standard flute that is played, the, the woodwind yeah. flute, is not as soothing if you had someone blowing into a bamboo flute oh. or a woodwind, that brass type yeah. instrument, and you were getting a massage, you would not want the normal flute. It's no. a touch too marching band. It's, yeah, a little too metallic. You're going to hit that. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't have the same sound. Rocco, can you pull up some traditional woodwind flute sound? Oh, sure. I'll because look. I think if you hear it, I think a, a typical, and why it's not a brass instrument, right? I think it is a woodwind. I think woodwinds are things you blow into that require your wind. That have a, was it a reed or the, um, what's that little? It feels like it should be brass. Is it, is it just, yeah, maybe? Uh, no, because the saxophone is a brass instrument. If you're just tuning in. I played in, cello, so I out of my. This is not attached to any hot entertainment story. We're really just talking about. We're on air? <laughs> oh. oh, we're doing Havana? It's the first one I've had. If I was getting a facial to this, I'd be into it. You're, are you happy or sad that I didn't pull up crappyflute.com or whatever? I am sad. Can you pull a little bit of that uh, up? Yeah. How wild if like every time we asked him to play something, he just pulled the instrument out and played it quick? When, yeah, each time. He, he's a man of many tells. Now tell us the song that you're pulling up before you pull it up so that we can um, get our brains around what we're expecting and then what it this delivers. This is the Beatles yesterday. Yesterday. 
<laughs> like, this is what I strive for when I practice. <laughs> oh, I love this. Yes, if you uh, Google, or, you know, on YouTube, if you took the word crappy and changed it to a, a word that... Made it a little more PG-13, radio, yeah. Crappy flute, you'll find a, a cornucopia. That. Have you ever... Of, uh, how, what about Toxic covers? by Britney? Oh, yeah. Toxic by Britney, <laughs> crappy yeah. flute? I like this because it's achievable. Like... In theory, I could get to this level. Oh, for sure. Today. <laughs> Today. Today you could get there. I got to Toxic by Britney is I... one of my favorite crappy flutes. Oh, there it is. Uh, hopefully I don't have to. Nope, I don't have to sit through an ad. Here we go. Like this. <laughs> Come on, Britt. Yep. There you go. Here we go. <laughs> there was a day that we discovered crappy flute in the it's... Twin Cities Live office, and it was like 25 minutes of tears coming down your face, belly laughs. It was nothing could be funnier in that stretch of time. It's so good. Than crappy flute was. You can just see her like in the real music video. Yeah, on a plane, but in this one, she's like on like a bus. Yes, <laughs> wouldn't it be? It would be something. She could come back to that. I love it. The power of Dwayne Johnson. It's powerful. I love the Don't rock. Don't look directly at it. No, no part of his body should you make direct eye contact with. Dwayne Johnson, who is uh, truly, and he's a remarkable Hollywood story, whether you love him or are into his movies or not, the popularity and the power that he has is really remarkable. There is a story in Variety. Dwayne Johnson called the studio to remove Black Adam from Shazam, saying it would be a disservice to the character. So, Shazam came out in 2019, and that was with, um, oh gosh, not Zachary Quinto. I know, you can see his face. Yes, everybody can see his face right now. Also dark-haired, likable, lovable, I wish I Zachary was, Levi. My hands are too cold to, s- yes, right? Zachary Levi. Yeah. We'll go with that. Sounds anyway, right. Shazam yeah. came out, got all sorts of great reviews, and it was very fun. But I guess in the original plan... They wanted to introduce The Rock's character, which is going to be its own movie this October, Black Adam, within that movie. So it would be, oh, cool, and we get a sneak peek. Not like a post credit scene like Marvel does for any uh-huh. Marvel nerds out there, which is always fun, but a part of the plot in the movie. But it would be Shazam, and then Black Adam, The Rock's character, comes in at some point, and they have some sort of thing together. But Dwayne John, and they had the script written, and they were ready to go. And Dwayne read it, and then he said, I just started to think, wait a minute, I don't know if this is going to work. So he says, I made a phone call, and I said, I have to share my thoughts here. It's very unpopular, because everybody thought, hey, this script is great. Let's go make this movie. And I said, I really think that you should make Shazam. Make the movie on its own, in the tone that you want, and I think we should separate this as well. Warner Brothers ultimately ended up agreeing, and now Black Adam will be its own standalone Movie, but I think Shazam was sort of lighthearted and yeah. fun and campy, which was great. And I think that was a large part of its appeal. Dwayne Johnson, I've only seen a teaser for Black Adam, but I think he's trying to go at like a really a grittier, darker way of approaching this character that maybe he thinks wouldn't have played so well. But there again, you have a guy who's totally in control of what he does and how he wants parts that he is associated with to go out into the world. But hey, even he was a little nervous making the phone call, but he's like, crap, I got to do this. Even though they have a finished script and everybody's applauding it and loving yeah. it like Dwayne, this is how we're going to bring your character that we're going to invest a lot of money in 
into the movie universe. I fought liking Dwayne for so long. Yes, Queen. And Talk then Moana came out. It was yeah, like, I'm with you. Yeah. I was and like... When, when he sang and it was, he was charming. And, I was like, game over. Yeah, he was really good. Now, he had some missteps early in his career where he was doing Tooth Fairy. Uh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he had a couple movies where they couldn't figure out what to do with him. And then he went through a time where he did not want to be called The Rock, and he came out as Dwayne Johnson. He was like, I'm Dwayne Johnson now. Don't call me The Rock. That lasted for a couple of years, and then he looks back and says, that was silly. Like, that was me caving to pressure of the only way that people take you seriously. And now, of course, he's The Rock. I think his turning point, as we do a deep dive suddenly on The Rock's career, the turning point in how people realized he could deliver on screen actually started with a movie called The Gridiron Gang, where he was a high school football coach, of a bunch of kind of like juvenile delinquents. And then he came in and took over the team. And it wasn't specifically geared toward kids in a campy way like Tooth Fairy was, where I think he was the Tooth Fairy and also like a former hockey player or something like that. But then he was in G.I. Joe with Channing Tatum. And why do I know all this? Yeah, stuff? I don't know any of these movies. Uh, I've never even heard of Gridiron Gang. Yeah, he was in Gridiron Gang. And then uh, with G.I. Joe, and I think it might have been the second one, he people are like, whoa, this is it. This is it. Action star. He's like a modern day Schwarzenegger. You guys, be honest. Have you seen Young Rock? I have not seen Young Rock. Rocco? No. It's hilarious. Is it really? And honestly, Rocco, I feel like it'd be up your alley because there's like all these like callbacks to like wrestling way back when and these yeah there's it's actually very funny and i did not see that coming it's on hulu and peacock highly recommend young rock young rock feeling vulnerable check it out on peacock Mm. yeah you let us know we wouldn't have anticipated that you were watching young rock i'm i've got layers thank you for your vulnerability like you and your sweatshirts i have a sweatshirt on and a t-shirt under it both from target both of them not paying me for wearing them i just do it as a service to local business yet they're not paying you yet. Girl, come on. <laughs> say it out loud. You gotta visualize. When we come back, it'll be time for See Something, Say Something. I will tell on myself. I used to make fun of my wife for what I perceived to be just a silly problem that she had. Had to do with her phone. Now, I am considerably worse. In fact, I looked last night and thought, this is just embarrassing. I will tell you what it is and read some examples. <gasps> I don't think I'm going to be alone. We'll get into that when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Good morning. Welcome in. It's the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, wherever you happen to be listening, in your car, maybe on the app, streaming live worldwide, somewhere around this great planet. We have listeners all over. Good morning. Morning. Good evening. Some folks listen in like South Africa in France. It's probably like Wednesday in France. I don't good know. afternoon, because sometimes I listen on my afternoon walk. Okay. And, uh, and good night. Hey. And for those of you who are on a treadmill right now, you've got it. You have picked the worst machine in the gym, but you got it. Not everybody does it. You looked in the mirror today and you said, yes. Come on. You said yes to yourself you, today. You are moving on and up. I am. I'm thinking of getting involved in German volume training for the rest of those, this week, but we don't have time to discuss that. You're always, unless you want to. You're always progressing as a person, and I both appreciate it and am annoyed by it. I feel like that's the perfect segue for a way that I have actually regressed as a person and see something, say something. Kick it. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? If you, you see something and you sit 
Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I used to kind of make fun of my wife about this, and now I think, and I haven't even told her this. This is how radio works. Sometimes you start thinking about something and then you share it with the world before you share it with her. Um, I think I'm significantly worse. My problem is than hers ever was. It's an innocuous problem, but you've maybe noticed this. There was a time when I went to set an alarm on her phone. And I was gobsmacked by how many alarms I had seen. I thought, how many different times would one need to wake up in the course of a day? It's not like there was a 6.30 a.m. and then there was a 5 p.m. after an afternoon nap and that's it. Or maybe 7.30 for a day that you sleep in. There were so many alarms. So we started going through and we're both laughing like, wow. This is a lot. You are, this is a lot of alarms to have set. How complicated is any person's life that yeah. they need this many alarms? I don't know if I at that point then sabotaged myself, but you last night did yourself. Incepted. Am I in a Nolan movie right now? A Chris Nolan movie? Is this the dream in the dream? I'm going to show you. Oh, I'm going to no. scroll and try to describe how many you're seeing. And by we'll get into the times that are set in a moment. So there's six. There's 12, there's 30, there's 40. Oh my, what is happening? I have, what is, I didn't count. I but just saw I, an 8.05 and an 8.06 p.m. Why? I, I think that this is my point. I And if you if you have a weird alarm situation or, or a significant other does whatever you want to call and tell them or telling yourself, 651-641-1071, am I alone here? My first alarm, oh my gosh, you can't even scroll no. on yours. No. I have multiple Why would I? scrolls of... This, Rocco, check this out. Look through the glass at this situation. You seeing that? How many swipes this is taking? I mean, it's amazing. So it begins 1.42 a.m. Yeah, because that's usually when I want to do my calisthenics. 3.45 a.m., 4.30 a.m., 4.32 a.m., 5.07 a.m., 6 a.m. You just add them, right? Like that's... 6.10 a.m., 6.30 a.m., 6.35 a.m., 6.41 a.m., Hang on. 6.53 a.m. Whoa, what a twist. That was six different alarms in the 6 a.m. hour. And 7 o'clock says, hold my beer. 7, 7.05, 7.23, which says, and here's one of the problems. You can now set an alarm. I don't know if you, if you know this. Notifications on the iPhone, let's all just say they're garbage. They get lost. They come in as white noise. They're not as invasive as they need to be to actually remind you of something. The way to really remind yourself, as long as what you're reminding yourself is in the next 24 hours, you can set an alarm with a title. So if I needed to take out the trash, I could set an alarm for 7.30 p.m. tonight to take out the trash. So we get some labeled here. Yeah, I was going to say the label helps for a long time. I had one for Donna and Steve and I had one for LoJ. Just like a heads up when to leave. Yeah. And then for a while, you guys were just my morning alarm. So I'd wake up in the morning, go to school and it says Donna and Steve. And I'd be like, well, you're lying. Alarm. You're not telling the truth this time. But you do you just keep adding them? Like you don't edit? I don't ever edit, and what that's the problem. And I, tr- I, I probably have 150 alarms here. It, it gives me anxiety seeing your alarms. And I'm not alone. We do have a lot of calls. So let's get to this. But real quick, let me tell you this. I'm going to read you some of the, the categories that I have here. 723, take out the trash. 730, go to Livia. We were doing a live broadcast there. 730, my second 730 alarm. Open and roll. Any guesses as to what I meant? A fire. Open and roll. For benefits. Oh, yeah, okay. Pack my charger. Pay Jeff, my former television agent. 
get my ID badge and parking pass. This is these. No, I'm sorry. You're misusing alarms. Send Doris an email. Because I use my calendar like that. And I know you say that people don't trust alerts. Like today it says, oh, go to school, get books after after this work. Like I put everything in my calendar. I wake See, up and, and I look at my calendar. We just had this conversation yesterday. I'm so bad with the calendar. By the way, this I'll just say this one out loud. 9.26 a.m. I had this set last week. Send Lori Gelman a message. Uh, Lori Gelman, author Lori Gelman, is going to be on our show tomorrow at 11 o'clock. So that's a heads up for you. Rocco, for me, I need that number. Okay, great. We just handled that on too. the air. Did you give it to me? I'm pretty sure in the email, but I'll okay, give it again. Great. Yeah, you Goodbye. probably did. Um, you want to talk to people? You're not going to believe the names of the people that called in. Oh, uh, Let's go first with Mary. Uh, Mary. Mary. Mary, how are you? I'm doing well. Hello from South Carolina. Oh, yes. Shout it out for South Carolina. We always love it when you call in. Let's talk about your phone alarm situation. Nightmare. Yeah, what's happening? I hate that noise. Oh, me too. What do you do? I was working Europe hours. Yeah. So the alarm would have to go off at 3 a.m. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, oh. Well, you know, Mary, I don't know if you know this, but if you are waking up at that time, what I have done is none of my alarms make a traditional alarm sound. They all come up to a song, a song that starts really soft. That's my suggestion. But then do you ever okay. accidentally well, start dreaming about worky. it? Oh, that's not going to worky? Okay. No. Okay. No. And then the guy I dated for years would not go to bed until midnight. And I'm like, I've got to go to bed because yeah. I've got to get up at three. Yeah. He's like, that's just wrong. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but that's but my that's life, life, man. Yeah, you got to go to bed separate. You, you've got to separate at that point, which is totally understood. Mary, thank you for the call. Janie is on line three. We'll go to Janie. Welcome to the Don and Steve experience. Hi, Janie. Oh, my Steve. Why the stress? Mm. Holy cow. Amy, preach. <laughs> but I have so many alarms, Janie, that are set on the phone. I mean, that's. do you, do you feel like I'm causing myself stress with having that many? Oh, definitely. You know how many alarms I have? How many? Zero. What are you? What are you? A, a hen? How do you like wake up in the morning? Farmer. <laughs> I'm kind of like my mom, where I'll tell myself to get up at seven a.m. and I wake up. I okay. Just, I, well, listen, I set Janie. My alarm in my brain, but I think you're using yours as like a to-do list. Yeah. yeah, there is an element of that, but that there again, I blame Apple for having notifications that aren't as robust and invasive as they need to be to really remind you of the activity. These cyborgs who say, wake up tomorrow I at five thirty. No, I can't. Have you ever have you ever had a morning flight? Are you doing that like, well, I just I I'll wake up. If I was to do that, I'd wake up every twenty minutes. Correct. <laughs> yes. Freak out, look at my phone, go oh. It'd be the worst sleep of your oh, life. Terrible. Who are these people that can do that? Amy. And then so Mary name, on European now time. Now, you've called her Amy three times. It was Janie. Janie, and oh, yeah, I tried and then to Mary. Janie out oh. at Janie. mid-interview, and you said Amy again. Oh, that's a, it's an inside joke with me and Janie. <laughs> <laughs> She's a long-time caller. We love Janie. Uh, well, thanks, guys. I'll start deleting some apps, uh, some alarms, rather, during the break. When we come back, we've got some music news. Snoop Dogg has gotten into a new line of business. This is weird. It's next.